coming at you live from America's podcast studio, Eric the Turf Teacher Jones. The landscape contractor and green industry platform for success. This is the Podscape, brought to you by LMN Software. And a welcome, everyone, to the Podscape. Turf teacher here, bright and early in the morning. And we are going to talk about clients and customers and the relationships that we have with them. But first and foremost, we need to talk about what is the difference between a customer and a client. And we're going to find out here in just a moment. Before we get started today, I want to give a big shout out to LMN Software because none of this would be possible without them. I've personally been using their software in my own company, and so far it's been a complete game changer for my business. LMN is the most comprehensive landscape business management software in the industry. From budgeting, estimating, CRM, time tracking, and so much more, it's a simple do-it tool for your landscape business and provides a platform to scale your company to the next level. And the best part about LMN is they have a free version, which you can begin using today if you choose to. Just visit golmn.com forward slash free to learn more and start taking advantage of the software that's helped me grow my business into a successful, sustainable, and profitable company. That's golmn.com dot com forward slash free g-o-l-m-n dot com forward slash free eric the turf teacher jones teaching you life lessons business strategies and leadership let's grow together all right so what is the difference between a client and a customer Let's start thinking about yourself to begin with. What types of services are you offering? Are you a retail garden center? Are you a mow blow kind of company? Are you just showing up cutting the grass? Are you a fertility company that's providing lawn care services and and applications to your client's turf grass? There's a big difference right there. One is that the fertility apps require you to have a pesticide license, whereas mowing you don't. Now, some municipalities may require that you have a business license, but not everyone gets those. So basically, the difference between a customer and a client, the way I look at it is what kind of business are you running? Because a customer is a one-time transaction where a client is someone that you do repeat business with. A customer is also someone who purchases your services while a client is someone who seeks and uses your professional services or they hire you for a consulting fee or they hire you to build something. So you see, you see a lot of home builders say, my clients, my clients, because they're actually hiring them to do a service. And so when it comes to landscape contracting, when it comes to running a green industry business, It's all about the type of business that you run. And you want to have clients. You don't want customers. You want to be that professional company that they are seeking out for not only advice, but for services that you repeat for them on a weekly basis. So unfortunately, if you're cutting grass and that's all you do for them, they're a customer. If you're doing something for them that requires you to have a license, then they are your client. And that's the way the turf teacher is going to describe it. And Tony Bass, out of his book, The E-Myth Landscape Contractor, which we use at the college, 
in our HOR 273 uh, Hort uh, Horticulture Management and Marketing class, they discuss uh, the difference between clients and customers. And so a client is one that is under the protection of another dependent, a person who engages the professional advice or services of another. And then the customer is one that purchases a commodity or a service. You want to have clients. You want to be the licensed professional. And I can't stress that enough, guys. I see it so many times, so many times, individuals getting caught without a pesticide license. The basic license that you need to be in the green industry. Because every county in every state across the United States requires that you have a pesticide license. If you're applying fertilize or even Roundup in shrub beds, you can't do it without a license. And so many people are doing other types of services without a license. I see so many people installing outdoor kitchens, hardscapes, without having the proper license in their state. Be the professional organization that you need to be and you will have clients instead of customers. We here at Elite Landscape Contractors, we have clients. They are seeking us out for professional services. Yes, we mow grass too. Nothing wrong with that. And we have a few customers because that's all we do for them. There's nothing wrong with that. But once you start using your license, once you start providing that service, doing consultation, they become a client. And the goal is to have clients. Clients build your businesses, not customers. Because it's the customer that only hires you to cut the grass that'll drop you like a bad habit. They're going to get someone cheaper next year or even next month. Your clients are going to stick with you. It's repeat business over and over again. And so what I want to talk about today is client relationships. I want to talk about communication with your clients. What do you do when there is a change order in a large contract for one of your clients? Always refer to Mr. and Ms. Smith, Donna, building that outdoor kitchen for them around their pool. How would you handle a change order for that? And then, last but not least, talk a little bit about negotiation basics. So with client relations, we need to understand what the expectations are. You will find clients have specific expectations of the outcome of your work. They already kind of know what it's going to look like. Or they're going to know what type of quality that you are going to give them because they've done their research. Social media makes that so, so easy. And the one thing about social media, guys, you individuals out there that are putting on a front on social media and not able to do the services that you say you can do, once you get hired for that service, it becomes apparent that you do not know what you are doing. So you got to be a little bit careful with your social media. Because customers are researching and finding out about you uh, way before they even pick up the phone and call you. And if these expectations are not met, ladies and gentlemen, your clients will be disappointed and this will reflect poorly on your green industry company or a construction company. And guess what? Bad news spreads like wildfire. They are going to post it all over their social media that you suck, and the world will soon know. 
So the best way not to disappoint your client is through consistent and effective communication with them. You've got the job. You've landed the job. And you may or may not like Mr. or Ms. Smith, but you know what? You like that paycheck that you're going to get once you finish the job. But when you see that phone ring and you look down and recognize their number, you still got to answer it. You still got to answer it. You don't want to disappoint them. Because some of your best customers may be the toughest customers that you've ever had. And there is nothing wrong with that. They can be they can be tough customers. Those are usually the ones that pay pay the most. And the ones that refer you to other clients. And my brother just built a house for a guy uh, in the little town next door. And he sold the house for too cheap. And it's just been a headache for him. He only cleared about 10000 in cash after the whole thing was said and done. There's a lot of service calls going back. And it was for a cop and his wife. And Brent's got to know them a little bit better because he's having to spend a lot more time with them with the punch list. And it's not stuff that he had done. It's the subcontractors. And this guy even referred him to his father. He's like, man, I know I'm a pain in the butt because I want this stuff done. But, you know, my dad's looking to build a house. But he says, you think I'm picky? I learned it from the best. So Brent's like, I don't know if I want to deal with him or not. But, you know, there again, one of the toughest customers is still recommending him to someone else just because the communication was there. He answered the phone and he made sure that the punch. So when communicating with these clients, you have several ways that you can communicate with them and make sure that their expectations are realistic. You can do this through contract negotiation, contract acceptance, weekly meetings, punch list and final walkthrough, and post-job follow-up. So during the negotiation process, you are meeting with the clients back and forth, you know, on a large job. Now, guys, we're not talking about just cutting grass or doing a fertility app estimate. Those are cut and dry. Those should be done immediately as soon as the customer calls you. But I'm talking about if you're doing a poolscape, if you're doing a hardscape, outdoor kitchen, I mean, these are going to be, you know, six-figure jobs. And you want to make sure that everything is 100% correct. So it's back and forth. Negotiations. Mr. and Ms. Smith, do you want this? Do you want that? No, we don't like that. We'd rather use this. It's back and forth, especially if it's kind of open specifications. And you're going to see that a lot, especially with the landscape architects and their designs that they're doing right now. Everything is in this 3D modeling and stuff, and, and that's pretty much what sells the job for their client that has now become your client. But there's not contract specifications so much printed out from that. The landscape architect will leave it to open specs, and that's really a negotiation between you and the homeowner. So there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot more work there with you meeting with the clients up front. And then there's the contract acceptance. They've accepted you. They've given you that down payment, and you've begun work. Now you're going to have weekly meetings, and guaranteed you're probably going to have to do it in the evenings or you're going to have to do it on the weekends. You have to make yourself available for these people because they work as well. At least one of them's working, or they wouldn't have the money 
to actually hire you to do a six-figure hardscape, poolscape job. So you are going to meet with them at odd hours. I'm working with a doctor and her husband on building a house as well. The only time I've met with them is on a Monday night at like 8 o'clock when she shuts down her practice. They work, but that's why it's an all-cash deal because they have the cash to pay for a $350,000 house. I meet with them on their terms because I want that open communication. When it comes to punch list and final walkthrough, you've got to do it. And there is going to be a punch list. And when you really sit there and look at it, some of these punch lists, they're nitpicky items, but it's the client wanting to make sure they get everything that they want. Half the time, you can do it all in one day. You can line your subs up, you can line some of your employees up, and you can complete it in one day. Don't freak out over it. But then always follow up after the job is complete. Always. You want to do site visits. You want to meet them on site. Hey, is everything going well? You got to pick up the phone, call them. You got to send thank you notes. You have to stay in touch because that client is one of the best references you will ever, ever have. A satisfied client is one that you definitely, definitely want to stay in touch with. So understand your client and understand that they may not have the same technical knowledge as you do. So when you are meeting with them the first time, and even throughout the project, you want to avoid using technical terminology. You want to clarify any questions that they may have at that that sitting or that meeting. And if you don't know the answer right there, just say, hey, Mr. Ms. Smith, I will get back with you the next time or I will follow up in an email with you tomorrow morning uh, with this with the answer to this question. Don't lie to them. You got to be honest with them. And if you don't know something, tell them. People will respect you for that. Give them a chance to ask questions and express concerns and use your active listening skills. And what does that refer to? Well, when they're talking, you need to have full attention on them. You need to write stuff down. When you write write something down that they've just said, that shows to them that you are actively listening. Don't interrupt them. Give them a chance to express their excitement or their frustration because there's going to be emotional days for them. They're, they're spending a ton of money with you. And so they may get a little bit nervous when spending that kind of money. And when you're dealing with these difficult clients, always remain professional. Bite your tongue. If they get a little feisty and they get a little rough around the edges, it doesn't mean you have to. Be calm, be cool, be collective. Use email and written communication as follow, as a follow-up to any verbal conversation that you had. So when you meet with them once a week, you better take the notes and you better follow up with an email. That's why I've said, even when you're hiring employees, you got to have people that's got good communication skills, both written and orally. And the written word, that's, that's forever. You send it to them in an email, that's stuck with it. So you better make sure you dot your I's and cross your T's. 
But in these emails and these written communications, you need to document key items and any changes that's going on with the project. But don't forget your personal touch. You still need to schedule the next time you want to talk with them face-to-face because that means a lot to them. That personal on-site visits that you're doing means a lot. That's why they've hired you. That's why they've hired you. And then always, always return phone calls promptly. And guys, I'll admit, I need to follow my own advice when it comes to that. Because sometimes the last thing you want to do is return a phone call at the end of the day when it's supper time or after dinner, when you're wanting to just chill, but you've got to do it. You have to return phone calls daily. That's why my voicemail says I will return all calls by the end of the business day. I may not be able to answer the phone right there when they call, but they know they're going to get a phone call with me by the end of the day. And basically what you need to do is schedule a block of time that you return phone calls and emails. It could be in the morning, but you need to have that on your message or a reply email back to them. Sorry, we missed your email. We will return it by the end of the day or first thing tomorrow morning. Same thing with your voicemail. But you know what? You better do what it is that you say you're going to do. Guys, take a listen to this if you want to get some pesticide credits. Eric the Turf Teacher Jones. Teaching you life lessons, business strategies, and leadership. Let's grow together. If you're needing irrigation, landscape, or pesticide credits, check out my website at turfteacher.com. Every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m., we host Turf Talk Tuesday for pesticide credits and have online courses for both irrigation and landscape contractors. There are also several opportunities to get your credits at one of our seminars that we do throughout the southeastern United States and information on our Christmas lighting course. Check it out again at turfteacher.com. Okay, so let's talk about change orders and what we need to do when a client wants a change order. The first thing that we need to do is always get a signed change order from them noting the amounts of money that it's going to take to change the project, to change that contract. You got to have it in writing. Small changes even done with verbal approval should be followed up with a written and signed change order. So yes, if you're on site and they're like, you know, we really don't like crepe myrtles because of the crepe murdering. We just got sick of them and we want to go back with something else. Okay, you can write that up and say, yes, we can do that. Yes, we can do it for the same amount of money or it is going to cost a little bit more money. When you get back to the office, do the written change order, email it to them and get them to sign it so you have it on record for your protection. And then invoice for the change order promptly. Do it ASAP. I would go ahead and do it right then and there before you even, you may not have even purchased the crepe myrtles yet, but what you need to do is bill for the expense of going to get more trees, a different tree. This costs you money. It does. And you need to be paid for it. So invoice for it right away. Include any complimentary work done without charge on the invoice. 
So let them know that you've done extra work. You're not asking for money for it, but at least let them know that you've done it. Hey, we went ahead and did this for you. You'd asked about that. We went ahead and did it. Zero dollars. Let them know that you've done something nice. Sometimes people just have to be reminded that you are a good person. (laughs) So let them know that you've done some free work for them. And then show labor and quantity details when pricing the change orders as you would when creating your initial estimate. Don't be afraid to ask for money. Seriously, these other trees may be in a different state. They may be, you know, two and a half hours away. You've got to get paid for doing that. You've got to get paid for doing that. Always. And don't be afraid to ask for money. Don't be afraid. That's the. I have a problem with people in this industry because they're afraid of asking for money, what's rightfully theirs. You're providing a service. You're providing a build, a build-out, a construction job for them. Don't be afraid to ask what you're worth. And when you start, when you start doing that, undercutting yourself just to get the jobs, and, and you're just going to be referred to as the cheap landscaper and nobody wants that nobody wants that and so you may have to go into negotiation with these clients and negotiation is a process and it is important to prepare ahead of time to get the most out of the negotiation and considering these questions will help you what is it that you're negotiating about is it money is it time spent on the job is it conditions of the job site what is it What is it that you're negotiating? You can't go in blind. You can't. Well, Eric, we're having issues with our job out here. We need to sit down and negotiate. You need to find out what it is prior to that, and you need to have all your ducks in a row. What do you want the outcome of the negotiation to be? How much are you as the contractor willing to compromise? Are you willing to give up something just to get the job done and and be done with it? Sometimes you will do that. You'll say, yes, I will do that. If that'll make you happy and get you off my back, we'll do it. And what is the other person trying to achieve? Are they trying to to cheat you out of something? Are they trying to who do you? Or do they legitimately have a gripe? And you need to go in with an open mind. You don't need to go in thinking that they are trying to, you know, pull one over on you. Because they may have a legitimate complaint. It could be about another subcontractor. It could be about one of your employees. Just go in with an open mind. So, confident negotiation. You're going in all, yes, I got my ducks in a row. But when it is possible, when it is possible, it is important to get the final outcome of your negotiation in writing. You need again type it up, and that's why you got to have these good written skill, written skills, and in oral skills, you've got to know how to communicate with people. Take a writing class at your local community college. Learn the English language, because there's a lot of Americans born here that don't know how to use the written word in a good way. <laughs> Slang terminology gonna get you in trouble faster than anything. Because once it is in writing, both parties can sign off on it to what was agreed upon, which will help avoid any disappointment or confusion. 
You've got to get it all in writing. And LMN Software helps you with that. I mean, it does. You just need to check out their uh, uh, their portal there that's got all of these contracts and stuff, like all these formats that you can change to fit your needs, uh, whether it's coming you know, from estimating or whether it's down to actually running your landscape business. I love that. I love having a library of forms that I can use. And you've got to do that. You've got to get everything in writing because people are so happy these days. And they want to see you in court. They want to try to pull one over on you. But don't let that scare you into not wanting to do this type of work. Don't. Because you can protect yourself and protect your clients as well. And so kind of to wrap up this podcast episode, communication with clients is key. Good communication helps you build trust and understand customer expectations. You have to be a professional when it comes to communicating. Like I said, you've got to return all phone calls every day. You've got to return all emails every day or at least within 24 hours. That's kind of the rule of thumb, the professional standard within 24 hours or one working day. So if someone emails you at 4.45 on a Friday night, you're not expected to return that email until Monday morning. It's, it's based on the business days. But if you want to go ahead and stay one ahead, go ahead and knock it out. Have Saturday morning, 30 minutes for checking emails and returning phone calls. Well, I need more than 30 minutes, but uh, it's probably a couple of hours to be honest with you, my phone rings off the hook. And if I don't turn my phone off when I'm doing this podcast, you're going to hear it ringing in the background. Handling the, the change orders that come across your, your lap. They need to be handled carefully and accurately documented. You need to have it in writing, and both parties need to sign off on it. And then with negotiation... Come to a negotiation prepared. Don't come just, you know, thinking you're going to pull it out of thin air. You need to make sure that you know what you're talking about. You need to understand the job. You need to understand where you're at within the construction cycle of their project. And then make sure you get it in writing after the negotiation is handled. And guys... When the phone does ring, when it is a new potential client, make sure you have that process set in place of bringing the customer in, you know, bringing that client, that client, not customer, bringing that client through the sales process, through the estimating process, through the contract negotiation process, through the implementation of their design all the way down to final walkthrough. Have a whiteboard. Have it wrote down. Use software like LMN to help you get from point A to point B through that process because we never want to lose a client and we never want to have a client mad at us because bad news will travel like wildfire. And that is when social media is going to bite some of us in the rear. It is. It is. And practice what you preach. 
If you're a hardscaper and you're an outdoor kitchen builder, promote it. But if you're not doing it, don't put pictures up of it. Don't have clients calling you because they think you're doing something that you're not that's on your social media. Anyway, guys, I appreciate it. I will see you in the next lecture. For more landscape business expert advice, check out golmn.com forward slash blog. And once again, a massive shout out to LMN Software for sponsoring this podcast and making it all happen. LMN is the most comprehensive landscape business management software in the industry. From budgeting, estimating, customer relationship management, time tracking, and so much more, it's the true do-it-all tool for your landscape business and provides a platform to scale your company to the next level. And the best part about LMN is that they have a free version, which you can use today if you choose to. Just visit golmn.com forward slash free to learn more and start taking advantage of the software that's helped me grow my business into a successful, sustainable, and profitable company. That's golmn.com forward slash free. And thanks again, everyone. And I'll see you in the next lecture. And that wraps up this episode of the Podscape. Thank you so much for joining us here, guys. I love each and every one of you. Life lessons and landscape lectures brought to you by the Turf Teacher and LMN Software. We'll see you in the next episode. Turf Teacher out. Turf Teacher out.